This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Well, from Dean Brogan, time now to go down to Albert and speak with uh, the Power General Media Manager, Daniel Nort. Does a great job too. Gear up winter toolkit depot gear up for winter at toolkit depot with a huge range of outdoor power equipment dashing daniel norton how are you norts oh g'day wills and uh g'day dan nice to uh nice to be with you tonight on the program mate what's happened at albert and every man's sick as a dog they've either had the uh, the, the the spewing or down the other end you were sick yourself is has it gone is everyone getting better well, it's good news. I'm, I'm actually here and like give you a live update for training here at Albert and Oval under these beautiful new lights. And I can tell you that uh, there's, a, there's a full spot out there. There's plenty of players uh, on the field in front of me at the moment. And, uh, and most of the players um, who were ill last week are, are well and truly back in the mix. Um, as you have seen from selection a little bit earlier on with uh, Farrell and, um, of course, uh, Bergen was off colour and Finlayson last week. They're all fit and ready to go. And good to see Aaliyah and Lockie Jones in there. Hey, not often you see a team in, you know, well, twice in a month have six or seven changes. Uh, it's been an unusual season. Yet You've had a few weeks where you've had all men on deck, but lately, God, there's been some changes. Yeah, of course, ahead of that Carlton game, uh, what, a month or so ago, we had seven changes leading to that game, which, which, was, which was a little bit disruptive. And then, you know, I've never seen anything quite like it. Leading into the Geelong game last weekend, I, I travelled with the team and, um, you know, you, you, you travel with two or three emergencies. We were down to our last emergency. You know, we were down to our last available player because on the day with, um, well, Farrell went out earlier, but with uh, with Finlayson and, and Bergman pulling out literally on the day of the game, uh, it, it meant that we had to have two, you know, obviously emergencies come in late. So I've never seen so many changes. I think we had eight changes from our selected side from last yeah. Thursday night before the Saturday night bounce. So, yeah, and then McKenzie, of course, was injured with a PCL in game, so um, no, it's been it's been a challenge. But you know, there's it, it, a squad mentality here at Port Adelaide that you know one soldier down, another one comes in, and um, you know the, the players last week rallied hard, but just ultimately weren't good enough again. So you would have been as busy as anyone then, Nort's being the GM of the media and what goes actually out to the public. What's the balance like when it comes to player injuries and how much you actually notify supporters in the public and how you do that? Obviously, keeping the coaches happy, the players happy and the, and the footy club. It's, it's, you know, it's a really good question because there's, there's, there's processes in place. And here at Port Adelaide, we like to be a member first club, so we like to keep our our members informed as quickly as we possibly can. But then, of course, there's a, there's a balance between, um, you know, protecting your team and your squad so you're not giving too much advantage away to the opposition. But then there's a process where you've got to let the AFL know. So really, in these scenarios, Dan, where there's late changes, you have to, and players are coming from outside of that original playing group between two, you do need to notify the AFL who then make that public from that point because there are so many late changes. So... Um, it actually takes me back to the, the game a couple of weeks ago, about six weeks ago, where um, Dante Vicentini debuted against Essendon <laughs> and he came yeah. in after mm. the last warm-up. And I'm on my phone <laughs> all quarter notifying broadcasters and our media team and um, 
you know, boundary riders at the game. What is going on here? You know, and uh, it was it was it was a really really busy sort of night that night as well. So, no, there's been a, a couple of unsettling weeks recent times, but you know, hopefully, all players are on the mend now. Daniel um, Scott Lysett. Charlie Dixon are massive parts and massive keys to, to perhaps winning a flag or getting, you know, further in in September. Where, what's you know a lot of Port, Port Adelaide supporters listening. Where are they and what sort of time frame? And Mackenzie as well. I mean, you lose your full back. We know he's done a PCL, but what do you think is the honest time frame for these uh, three players? Well, if I start off with Charlie Dixon. Um, look, he'll he'll be a minimum of four weeks out, so he he won't have surgery. He's got a He's got a mid-foot fracture in his left foot, so <clears throat> experienced some pain uh, you know, underneath his foot over the last week or so. We did some original testing, um, imaging, couldn't really resolve what it was, and then they went in and found there's a little crack there. So, look, he's, he's signed on for a month. Um, yep. At this stage, Trent McKenzie, four to five weeks with his PCL now. Trent actually recovers really well normally. He did, did the ankle you might have seen a couple of weeks ago earlier against yep. Gold Coast Suns yep. and came back pretty good. He's a, he's a good healer, but PCLs, it was a it was a high-grade one. So, you know, hard to see Trent being back before finals, although, fingers crossed, in terms of his healing capability. And then Scooter's a bit of a, a, a wait-and-see. Uh, Scott Lyson had surgery on that meniscus last Friday. So, again, you're looking at a few weeks, Scott, Scott yeah. Lysett as well. So, you know, to your point, you look at Charlie Dixon, Trent McKenzie and Scott Lysett, um, three key players in terms of the positions they play. Um, you know, certainly not ideal a month out from finals, but um, you, you can only deal with what you can deal with. Yeah, for all said. Absolutely, yeah. Some real challenges there. Hey, potentially some new challenges that with the media space and how things have evolved. I know that TikTok and other things might be a bit foreign to you, Wilds, but how, Dan, how does that work with um, staying up to date with the new generation coming through and being able to try and um, find those supporters and those fans and really appeal to them? I'm really lucky, Dan, that I've got a... Uh, a, a, a a staff below me who are far more capable than <laughs> Instagram yeah. that, that, that I can tell you that I'm even qualified for in my late 40s. But you're right. It is a whole new way of connecting with audience and connecting and, and, and growing audience. That's the key. I mean, if you keep talking to your same uh, membership base, you aren't going to grow. But if you, if you, if you yeah. connect with the youth, if you connect with eight and 16 year olds who are all over social media at this stage, particularly TikTok, that's your only way of growing your brand because that's the that's the way they consume football these days. They don't all sit and watch it for three hours on TV. They look at little bite-sized pieces of content that come through on on uh, on TikTok. So really, really important. We put a lot of time in our, in, into a TikTok or YouTube strategy that taps into connecting with kids and connecting with families and women. Um, and we've seen that grow also, Dan, through the AFLW space in recent times. The the new audiences that are attracted to football because it's a game there they haven't seen before, but now they're introduced to it through AFLW or through um, Aaron Phillips being a new hero or or Miles um, Bergman. You know that they, they attach themselves to a hero and then they become interested in the game. So uh, it's a really good question and certainly evolving. Yeah, it's fascinating how the game evolves and and in which directions it heads. Uh, one direction I wanted to ask you about is. 
how do you stay ahead of the game, ahead of other teams? And do you take much from other sporting codes, potentially American sports or even the European sports? Yeah, well, I was lucky enough to spend some time um, completing a, a, a master's in business administration. So I went to Real Madrid um, yes. a couple of weeks there last year. And to see what they're doing in a, uh, not, like, not just on field in terms of the way they, they operate, but what they do off field to connect with their members, the Madristas as they call them, what they do in stadium, what they do as part of their broadcast, what they do in terms of their merchandise is phenomenal so you're always looking grow and get better you're always looking at what um you know global sporting enterprises are doing like real madrid or manchester united because that's where the growth opportunities are that's where the next um the the, the next phase of technology because they invest so much in that space and then that's not even that's not even considering what they do from a uh, recovery perspective for their playing group or or diet or fitness and et cetera, et cetera, travel. Um, it's a different world over there. It was phenomenal. But yeah, you're always looking at, at, at little ways you can you can gain an advantage in some way in our market. Um, we do we do things quite well here in Australia if you have a look at you know the global trends, but you know, there's still obviously a long way for us to go. Daniel, your record of introducing and, and keeping the Indigenous players at Albany is unbelievable. I think it's the best in the I've seen in the comp. You've been there for a long while. The boys feel comfortable there. You know, go back from the Wanganee and the Burgoyne's go right through. You've had so many. I, I remember they had it on the, the big screen, all the Indigenous boys that have played for Port Adelaide. It took about five minutes to get through everyone there. But wh- how do you do it so well? And um, what do you think's the, the reason why so many of the boys in the are as talented as any any football I've seen, but they come to Alberton and generally perform well. It's funny. It, I, I, I spoke to... <clears throat> we did a 150th anniversary documentary um, two or three years ago when it, was in, uh, when it was our 150th in 2020, and I got to know Ross Ages quite well. Remember Ross Ages? Yes, yeah, Rossy, yeah. Um, played the late 70s, early 80s, was a, was a phenomenal player, and he spoke about the connection that Port Adelaide had with... First Nations players, even back in the late 70s, and how when he arrived at Port Adelaide, there was something about Port Adelaide as a as a as a traditional club that made a created a community. And when you became part of Port Adelaide's community, as soon as you pulled on the Guernsey or if you're a support and pull on the scarf, you become part of a family. You become part of uh, a, yeah. a bigger community, a bigger cause. And I think that's reflective of of our First Nations players who come. Now, even though we've transitioned into an AFL club, a a, a national club, it still has that community feel. So, you know, when a Willie Rioli comes and we we, we wrap our arms around him or a a Jace Burgoyne comes through the ranks after his father, Peter, etc., there is a sense of belonging. And then that's underpinned by the community programs that we've run, um, you know, in the community itself in high schools around South Australia through the Aboriginal Power Cup program. I think they... I think they see it in a tangible sense in, like, with their teammates and the care that their teammates have. And then they see it, the players that is, they see it, what we do in the community. They go, well, this is yeah. real. Like, they, actually, they actually believe what they do. They actually invest in it. And well, you do it, it well. It's, it's really powerful. Hey, Norts, thanks for that, mate. Really appreciate it. Good luck this weekend. No worries. Thanks, Will. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate you having me on. Thanks, Norts. Daniel Norton there. Let's quickly... Re-